Hey, if you enjoy this show or have learned anything from it, would you take a minute and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? I know most of you listen on Apple, so right now, go to the show, scroll to the bottom of the page, and give us a star rating. Or better yet, leave us a review and we'll feature it right here on the show. It helps us to know you're listening and we'd really appreciate it. All right, on to the episode. Hey there, welcome to the Work From Home Voice Actor podcast. I'm Melanie Scroggins. I'm a fellow voice actor and your motivational guide through the world of VO. In this show, we talk about all things voiceover, and I answer your most asked questions about the industry and how you can be successful working from home as a voice actor. In this episode, we're answering a listener question from Sarah. She asks, do you have any tips for successfully landing gigs on Voices.com? Before we begin, here's a quick note from this episode's sponsor. Did you know that our beginners course is now free to all of our listeners? While we're on break, we wanted to be sure we left you with something to get excited about. So sign up at the link in the show notes or go to workfromhomevoiceactor.com slash free mini course and start to make your VO biz dreams a reality. All right, let's dive in. Voices.com is one of the most popular pay-to-play sites, casting sites, marketplaces, whatever you want to call it, that's out there for voice actors. I believe this is the case because of its active customer base, i.e. voice actors, as well as the companies and individuals looking to hire voice actors. The site is simple and easy to use and now provides a place for freelancers on the site to add additional professional services to their profile, like audio production, translation, and music. A premium annual membership is $500 USD, but they do offer a free option as well. Plus, you can use my promo code to get $50 off your annual subscription. I'll put it in the show notes. All right, with that in mind, here are my top tips for landing more gigs on Voices.com. One, be sure your profile is filled out 100%. This may seem like a no-brainer, but a lot of people don't do this, and I think they're missing out on jobs. So if you click the Voices logo after you log in, you can see the progress you've made on your profile under the My Profile Checklist section. Click the suggestions that they have and complete them. So profiles that are complete do better on average than those that aren't. And this is particularly true for the amount of auditions you'll see available to you. So be sure you've selected all the skills, voice ages, languages, and accents that you can authentically do well. Fill out each of these sections up to the maximum options allowed if you can, because the more you have filled out here, the more auditions you'll see listed every day. Number two, offer single demos per voice type or character that you offer. If you have a single demo with multiple spots, that's great, but it's also helpful to have single spots in multiple audio files uploaded in the demo section of your profile as well. So this isn't necessary, but it puts you at a better chance of being found organically through the talent database. Because for each sample you upload, you can tag up to 10 different styles portrayed in your demo and up to five roles. So if you have multiple samples, you can get even more specific about the type of style, role, and age that your sample is showcasing, giving you more of a chance to be found. Number three, be sure you have good quality demos uploaded. So a lot of clients looking to hire voice actors will search the talent database based on specs pertaining to each project. So if a client is looking for a relatable voice between the ages of 18 to 35 years old and your demo comes up first but has an echo or isn't edited for mistakes or breaths, the client will most likely keep searching for talent who has a better quality demo that matches what they're looking for. So here's the deal. 
If you're unsure if your demo is up to snuff, ask a seasoned voice actor, friend or colleague, someone that you trust who will be honest with you and has had good experience or success in this industry. Ask them to review your demo and offer any feedback. This is mostly relevant if you have a self-produced demo and are looking to get your foot in the door with voiceover, but I've heard some professionally produced demos that I am less than impressed with. But this is an absolute must to be successful on the platform. You have to have good quality demos or you will be overlooked. Number four, be sure your audition is a direct reflection of the quality of audio that you'll be able to submit to the client if hired. The quality of your audio is so important. That's at the base of this industry. So first things first, get real and honest about your setup. Do you have a decent mic? I'm not talking about the Blue Yeti that you also use for your podcast. I mean, do you have a specific mic that you use for voiceover? Are your audio settings properly set up on your computer? Be sure to test your sound to be sure any lack of momentum when it comes to getting hired isn't because of your recording setup. It is way better to take the time to assess your studio now than later when you've spent a ton of time auditioning. And sometimes if you've submitted those, especially with direct clients and it's not good quality, they will not ask for another audition from you again. So my rule of thumb is to provide an audition not only based on what the client is asking for in the project description, but also to be sure the audio submitted is exactly like what I would submit for the final project. So no breaths, no mistakes, etc. And I even add in a little EQ to polish it off. If you aren't super familiar with your DAW or how EQ works, do some research. And I'd even recommend taking a class if you're still unsure. Tim Tippett's is a great resource for quality voiceover audio as it pertains to using Adobe Audition as a DAW. And he's referred to as the VO Tech Guru. So I'll link to his stuff in the show notes. Number five, understand what the client is asking for in each audition. When we're given the opportunity to audition for a project, The first step for any audition is to understand what is being asked of us. It's nearly impossible to give a decent audition if we're not sure what someone wants, which is why we're usually given a project description and some notes. No matter if you're auditioning on a casting site where project descriptions are usually pretty thorough, or if a potential client reaches out to you directly via email, you will usually be given information about the project and some notes for what the client's looking for. Take some time with the project description and read over the copy a few times with that direction in mind before you hit record. Then be sure to listen to what you've recorded over and over again to be sure it matches what the client is asking for. If you're still unsure of what's expected of you for any one audition, just take your best guess. And that leads us into number six, provide more than one take for your auditions. So one thing I've learned in my voiceover career is that it's never good to assume a client means or wants something they don't outright ask for. That is not our job. So for an initial audition with any client, specifically on pay-to-play sites, it's best to go off of what you're told in a project description. And if a client likes the way you sound during your audition, they'll reach out with any further wants or needs, and you can ask specific questions at that time. But when our initial audition may be the only chance we ever have to get hired for a particular project with a particular client, auditioning on any pay-to-play site, I recommend offering one take that follows the exact directions of the client and a second take of how you would read the script with the copy and direction given. Be sure you don't assume they want a reassuring and professional tone if they straight up ask for a real and believable voice, even if the copy looks like it leans a different way than the client conveys. And since it's hard to stand out in any one audition, be sure to give them one, exactly what they're looking for, and two, 
your interpretation based on the copy and direction. So this isn't just you making it up and trying to make it fun and special. It is still within the realm of the copy, the script they've provided, and the direction that goes along with it. So rule of thumb with this second take, make sure this take is distinct, a little outside the box, but within the confines of the project. If you cannot provide two distinct enough takes, and be hard on yourself about this one, if you can't tell the difference between your first take and your second take, then only submit one and make it your best. Number seven, do not slate your audition unless you're asked to. So slating is when we say our name and or how many takes our audition has. Slating is not as common as it used to be, so it's best to forego it unless the project description specifically asks for it. However, I do submit my audition files as Melanie Scroggins underscore name of the audition, unless asked to name it in a different way. This helps the client stay organized on the back end when they're having to go between their team and the client. Number eight, take the time to fill out each job proposal thoughtfully. So for each audition on voices, you have the chance to write a note to the client. So address them by their name if they provide it. Personalize it based on the info given right above the message box. So even if their name isn't listed, I like to say, hello company, and then begin my message. But don't spend too much time here. Voices actually offers templates and they're super helpful. So utilize them. In your account, you can find these under your profile pic and templates. I have one that's created directly for the Voices team. So when Voices team members post jobs, I have one directed towards them. And then I have another general form that addresses all other clients. But in both, I set my particular terms in the main body of the message box. And I've included my turnaround time for most projects, what's in my home studio, so my equipment that I'll be using for the project, what types of files that I can deliver, my policy for live sessions, and which platforms I have that I could utilize for live sessions if that's something they want. So there's no need to fill out all of this information, but I always try to think of what I'd like to know if I were the client. It also puts everything on the table for what you can offer, how, and when, which saves the client time when going through prospective talent for any projects. Number nine, address everything listed in the project description. Auditioning should never be done in a hurry, especially if that means we overlook important questions we need to answer for clients. In a majority of projects you'll audition for, you will see additional questions or things to address in your proposal. For example, a lot of clients want their files delivered in a certain format. Be sure to say that you can deliver those files in that format if it's mentioned. Clients will also let you know if they need live directed sessions. So be sure to mention if you're available and if the live session is included in your project bid. A note here about audition bids on Voices.com specifically. Voices now shows you as the talent on the site what the client will pay based on one, your bid, plus the platform fee charged by Voices for them to use the platform. If your bid goes way above the set amount or amount range that the client has listed as their budget, you may not be considered because it looks like you didn't consider their overall cost. So keep this in mind when you're listing your particular bid, what you will be paid for as talent before you submit a proposal. Number 10, audition as much as you can. I know we say this a lot around here and this may seem like a no-brainer, but it's proven to be pivotal in my career and so many others because so much of voiceover and a lot of freelance work in general is a numbers game. Something that's really helped me get into the right mindset when it comes to this reality is something I once heard an actor say, audition until it's no longer special. And it doesn't mean that we find our profession boring or that any single audition doesn't mean something to us. It's just the opposite. It means that if we want work and we enjoy what we do, 
We should be auditioning every day to the point it's a normal part of our daily routine and not an exception to it. When we feel too close to any one thing in our careers, it can be devastating when that one thing, that one gig doesn't pan out. So approach each audition as a new opportunity. Be excited about it and glad for it and then move on. If you get hired, great. If you don't get hired, great. There is something to be learned in every yes and every no. However, even with the last tip in mind, that brings us to number 11. Don't audition for jobs that don't offer industry standard rates. When starting out, you may want to audition for anything and everything, and I would highly encourage you to do this, to get in lots of practice and maybe some clients and reviews on the platform. However, sometime after the six-month mark and definitely after working on the platform for a year or so, stop auditioning for underpaying jobs because it doesn't make sense for any professional to do this and it ends up costing you valuable time you could be spending on other parts of your business. So here at the Work From Home Voice Actor, the standard at which we're paid for our work is one of our core values. No one wants to get paid cents on the dollar just to get work, but all of us will do this when we're desperate. I have been there and you might have experience with this as well, but in the long run, we're only training ourselves to take any job and any client when at the core of any successful business, this is simply not sustainable long-term. No matter if you have a voiceover business or are working to build one up and pursue voiceover as your full-time career now or someday, it is in your best interest and that of the voiceover industry to only audition for jobs that offer you industry standard rates. For more information on industry standard rates, check out the GVAA rate guide in the show notes. Number 12, be yourself and have fun with it. Each time you record, be sure you're offering up a sample of what you can actually deliver to the client. If you try too hard to make yourself sound like what the client is asking for versus being able to naturally provide a certain type of voice or cadence, chances are you aren't a good fit for the project they're casting. And that is totally fine and normal and honestly, good. There is competition in this industry for a reason. Diversity is good and needed. And it's our job to figure out which styles and tones we can best represent and show up with what's in our wheelhouse when the time comes. We each bring a unique take on a piece of copy. So be yourself and give them what you've got. And don't forget to have fun. Clients are perceptive. If you're bored in your audition, they'll be bored too. So while there is no guarantee that doing all of these things will get you more work on Voices.com or other pay-to-play sites, implementing even just a few of these tips will put you in a far better position when you show up and submit your next auditions. Thanks for listening. Until next time.